fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. The post-Monday celebration, by far the greatest day of the entire week. I don't care what anybody tells you. This is awesome. We get to carpe diem all over this place, and that's the way we roll here on this program. Even with, I've been, I'm very proud of myself. Let's give myself a round of applause, shall we? Let's, yeah, okay, well, we can do that too. I've been very proud of myself. I've been battling a major cold, sinus infection, whatever you want to call it, the, for the last couple of days. Very difficult to be talking, usually hacking up every couple of day, time, every couple of minutes, but I am not. I have been very consistent on this program, and I've been shielding it and masking it, and you probably didn't even know until I just said something on the radio, which I probably shouldn't have done. But nonetheless, we're rocking it, baby, and we have so much to talk about because we are not going to let this thing get in our way. There's too much to get to, and we just have to keep on winning because that's just what we do on this show. Winning. So welcome into it. Bottom of this hour, we have Dr. Phil Ginn. He is the president of the Southern Evangelical Seminary. We've had him on the show a few times before. Looking forward to chatting with him. He is uh, getting ready for their upcoming conference this weekend in South Carolina. So we'll talk about what that's about. We'll also get his take on the latest situation out of Israel and the ongoing attack from Hamas. And now Israel going on the offense and just pummeling the Gaza Strip. They are just going in and just dominating, saying, no more, we're not going to take this crap any longer, and it's going to be done finito over which is what we'll get into with our latest and what's trending for the day. What's trending today? And to do that, I have a new theory. And put on your tinfoil hat for just a second because I have a new theory on what we've been doing here in the United States. And did we actually know about the potential assault onto Israel that caught them off guard, obviously? Now, remember, this is a country that's under attack day in and day out. They have their Iron Dome that constantly... Uh, shoots down missiles. And for those that don't know what the Iron Dome is, it's essentially their technology that has smart missiles to where if someone shoots a missile to them, they can calculate where it's at. Israel shoots a missile to to explode it in midair and not harm anybody and keep their entire country safe. And it's one of the best in the entire world with the technology and with the strength of their military. And while the progressives, or at least some progressives, are going out and trying to support the Palestinians, which I don't quite understand why. Even the media is scratching their head, and they're like, um, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. There was actually a host on MSNBC, I believe it was, that was like, who's who's writing these scripts for us here? Because, no, do you not see what's going on with the Palestinians and Hamas that's going after Israel and what they're doing to, to these citizens? Even they're starting to uh, question the narrative that's being punched out by the left-wing progressive media. But if they do, for whatever reason, think that, you know, Israel's just as much as at fault as the Palestinians on the shooting of the back and forth and the attacking of each other, then watching Israel completely demolish Gaza and walk through them like a butter knife through hot butter and just demolish the Palestinians as they're walking through right now, this should be the perfect telltale sign for them to realize that for all of these years where this bickering and this squabbling has been going back and forth, that Israel's been holding back and doing nothing but just defending themselves. Because if they really wanted to take over the area, if they really wanted to expand, if they really wanted to destroy their enemy, then the perfect telltale sign is watching them do it in real time right now. 
So all the progressives out there and the ones that are just like, that both sides need to just stop and calm down and take a break. And Israel's just as much as at fault as the Palestinians. If that's your thought and that's your theory, then you just need to watch what's happening right now because Israel could have done this a long time ago, but they haven't. They've kept their country safe and they've done nothing to even retaliate against what the Palestinians and Hamas have been doing for a long time. So uh, that being said, I have a new theory that the Democrats are looking for a new imaging and a new branding scheme right now. As you know, and I've said this many times on the program, that there are two things that make you successful in politics. You remember what those are? That is a lot of money and a good PR team. And right now, the Democrats going into an election where they seem to have a leg up right now because Republicans are on the middle of their own infighting, trying to figure out what direction we're going to go. Democrats think they have the upper hand, but right now they have a major imaging problem that is not boding well. Republicans are struggling because we have a leadership problem. Democrats are struggling because they have a policy problem. They have some leadership issues as well with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but they also have a major policy problem, and they're trying to uh, do a course correction right now with this issue. Because... When this issue was announced on Saturday with the attack on Israel, what was the White House doing? They were having a barbecue, and they didn't address the issue. Then with nine confirmed American kills that were involved in the raids from Hamas, the Biden administration had to respond. But how did they respond on Monday, the first business day for the federal government? He sent soldiers over there. He sent a warship over there with some aircraft. But then he closed up business by like 1 o'clock in the afternoon and sayonara, he's going to go off and do his own vacation time again. So now, today, the Biden administration did hold a press conference regarding the issue. It was very brief, about 10 minutes, just enough for him to get shot up with some steroids to go and speak in front of the public and then just, uh, you know, just shuffle his feet back into his office. But he did hold a press conference trying to do a course correction on the imaging problem that Democrats have regarding this issue and so many others as we get into our segment of Let's go into the Biden basement. Now remember, this is the Democrat Party that did not want Benjamin Netanyahu to come and speak to Congress. This is the same party that has individuals like Ilhan Omar that's all over the Tweety and social media right now supporting Hamas and saying that they're the victims because the Israelis are killing their uh, civilians, which isn't true unless it's just by accident because Hamas is using the civilians as a shield to protect themselves because that's the kind of cowardly terrorism that's going on over there right now. She's also the same one, by the way, that has a Palestinian flag that, or an Iranian flag or whatever flag she had out there that was right in front of her office in Congress, which is absolutely sick. And I think she needs to be removed from office because of the stance that she's taking, not supporting our allies and supporting a terrorist organization that has said death to America as much as they have said death to Israel. And if that's the stance that she wants to take, she needs to be removed from office immediately. And with the media trying to defend those that are saying they support Palestine, with the mob that is the left-wing Democrats all over major cities, including the city of New York, trying to support Palestine, and all the anti-Semitic remarks that Democrats have for years tried to limit and tried to say they were not part of, because remember, it's the Nazi, evil, fascist Republicans that were anti-Semitic, but yet now they're the ones supporting Hamas 
to destroy uh, Israel, then they have a major imaging problem as a Democrat party as a whole. So Joe Biden tried to fix that today to show his long-standing, unwavering support for the great nation of Israel. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. Very firm. We stand with Israel. Got to repeat it. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination. Its stated purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. They use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Hamas offers nothing but terror and bloodshed with no regard to who pays the price. Yeah, so that was Joe Biden earlier today with his attempt to say, we stand unwavering with the nation of Israel. Look how horrible these individuals are. Again, they have to clean up their PR because the Democrat Party, the mainstream media supporting the Democrat Party, the Democrat voters in inner cities are obsessed was saying that Palestine is the victim here and that Israel is the one harming all the civilians when obviously that's not the case and even the media starting to turn that around. So while they have that imaging problem, we have to have a proper plan on what to do, right? Because we're, I don't know, four days into this now, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're four days into this now where the Biden administration has been caught not dealing with it for a half a day after knowing that American citizens were involved in this and having a barbecue when it was ongoing in the first place. So, by golly, we need to step up and do something right away. We are going to address that issue. Joe Biden, what are we going to do, my friend? The United States experience is experiencing our response to be swift. What? Wait, what? Hold on a second. Wait a second. What was that again? Let's repeat that, please. The United States experience is experiencing our response to be swift. Okay, I want to make sure. That, that makes That makes total sense, right? Yeah, let's continue, shall we? Oh, wait, start it over, just in case I misheard it. The United States experience is experiencing our response to be swift, okay. decisive, and overwhelming. We also discussed how democracies like Israel and the United States are stronger and more secure when we act according to the rule of law. Mm. Terrorists pur- purposely target civilians, kill them. We uphold the laws of war, the law of war. It matters. There's a difference. It's atrocities. It's sickening. Very sickening. He's very disgusted. Can you tell he's very disgusted? Very sickening. So now we have a military plan, which I'm not quite sure what exactly that is, but I have a new theory. The swift action that wasn't done by the Biden administration is now trying to be done by showing all the stuff that he's doing to support the great nation of Israel to clean up the mess of, oh, I'm not really not responding. We really just already did it, and we're giving them every aid that they need to after essentially giving the enemy, the terrorist organizations of Iran and Palestine and the and Hamas and all these different organizations that are involved in this right now, the weapons from leaving them in Afghanistan, from the money that we just sent to Iran of the $6 billion. We are going to fund both sides of this thing, and we're going to stand with our allies of Israel. My team has been in near constant communication with our Israeli partners and partners all across the region and the world from the moment this crisis began. We're surging additional military assistance, including ammunition and interceptors, to replenish Iron Dome. We're going to make sure that Israel does not run out of these critical assets to defend its cities and its citizens. 
My administration has consulted closely with Congress throughout this crisis. And when Congress returns, we're going to ask them to take urgent action to fund the national security requirements of our critical partners. All right. I want to stop right there for a second. If you're not aware, Congress is not in session right now. They're back at it on Monday next week, which is why they're trying to work behind the scenes on who they're going to vote for Speaker of the House. You would think at a time of war, when this is supposed to be done swiftly, quickly, supposed to be done immediately, especially with Israel wanting to wipe out the Gaza Strip and end this immediately as quickly as possible because the longer it goes on, the harder it's going to be for them. You would think that if we're going to act quickly, that we would call on Congress to return now, immediately, and request them to get back in action so they can vote on this stuff to be done with it, as opposed to saying, well, it's only Tuesday, but when they get back, can we actually have them to come back, please? Oh, yeah, wait a second. That's this week. So the vote on House Speaker of the House could be tomorrow. So they're already coming back. So why in the world are we waiting for them to return when this should have been done, oh, I don't know, yesterday? Just curious. Because, I mean, we don't want to waste any time here, right? Yeah, well, according to the Biden administration, they're already working quickly. So whenever you guys get back, can we talk about this, please? I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery, recovery efforts. Because as president, I have no higher priority than the safety of Americans being held hostage around the world. The United States has also enhanced our military force posture in the region to strengthen our deterrence. Yeah. Working hard, the tough action, the tough talk from Joe Biden. Because by golly, we're going to stop these terrorists after funding them and giving them all their resources. The imaging problem from the Democrats is severe, and I think they're in a bit of a panic state right now. Lots more coming up. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. All right, here's where everything comes to a halt. And here's where the conspiracy theory begins. Here's my new theory on this. And it's just a theory. That's all it is. I have no substantiating evidence other than a timeline of the things that make you go, hmm, as we continue on with the Biden administration right now. Let's go into the Biden basement. And here's my question for you to ponder. As you know, the Democrats have a major PR problem right now with looking like they don't support our major ally of the nation of Israel. They also seem to be supporting more so the Palestinians for whatever reason with all the horrible atrocities that are going on over there and even the media starting to question on why they're reporting it as such and even questioning who wrote this script for me at this news network. We'll play that audio later because it's hilarious to listen to. But here's the theory. What happened last week that caused the attention of many Democrats to get very angry with the Biden administration, Democrats being angry with the Biden administration, saying that he's compromising what he stood for and going against the will of the Democrat Party? Because during the speech today, Joe Biden said he also has another priority of outside of assisting Israel. And we really do, I promise, we really, really, really do stand with Israel and we'll give them everything they need. He also said this. We're also taking steps at home. In cities across the United States of America, police departments have stepped up. Security around centers for, of Jewish life. 
The Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are working closely with state and local law enforcement and Jewish community partners to identify and disrupt any domestic threat that could emerge in connection with these horrific attacks. Morning. So we are amping up security here on the home front. And ideally, he says, around some of the uh, Jewish communities around the nation here on the home front because of some of the anti-Semitic stuff that's coming out. I'm really surprised that he didn't try to lump in MAGA Republicans and conservatives who are anti-Semitic because we're the ones that always get blamed for everything. And especially trying to blame us as domestic terrorists and Nazis that he has already, that I'm really surprised he didn't try to throw those names out there. But what did he do last week, just days before this attack on Israel? He announced that he was building a portion of the wall and wanting to lock down the southern border. We had Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of ICE under the Biden administration, say that they want to lock down the southern border because they're concerned. And they've used the excuse that it's because of so many states that are in so many cities, especially New York City, for being one of them, concerned about crime rates, homelessness and the amount of people that are flooding in here that's finally getting too much and looking again like a bad PR scheme for the Democrat Party. But they announced wanting to build a wall and lock things down and stop the flow of migrants coming into the country shortly before we have a surprise attack on the nation of Israel. Do they know something that we don't there? Were they already a heads up? Because obviously they were communicating with some of these Middle Eastern and Muslim countries like Iran and other places where we're paying them money, apparently. Did they have a clue of something that might happen? And now not only worrying about hate crimes against the Jewish community, but about attacks here in the United States as well, knowing that we've had over 100 different people on the terrorist watch list try to cross our southern border and probably so many others that we have not been able to catch because, well, we weren't able to catch them because we don't have the resources to do so. Announcing trying to actually make our nation safer before a ally of ours gets attacked. At the same time, what happened last week for all cell phones and TV and radios with the EAS alert system testing for a potential national emergency? The things you make you go home. Again, there's no linking to them. There's no putting two and two together to assume anything. But it's the question that you kind of have to ask yourself of the timing of all of this when we've been working with these other nations. Everybody's caught off guard, air, air quotes here. Uh, from the Biden administration for the attacks that may have happened right before we try to lock down our southern border with the flow of migrants and test our national emergency system with concerns of a potential attack or at least major hate crimes against the Jewish community after a major attack on our ally of Israel with them finally, after years, trying to go after that country. This is Hmm. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason meets radio. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time on our multiple radio stations all over the place. We love you to death wherever you may be watching, listening to the show. It is great to have you. We'll continue this guy. I don't mean to be like the tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists here and i'm not necessarily saying that they are all correlated i'm just finding all the timing of that very strange and very odd and 
it's going against a lot of the Biden policy. Now, I understand the Biden policies need to change, and the Biden administration themselves are trying to change the policies because it's not working. They finally are getting the direction that they want to go, and it's looking bad, and they're looking at a big election in 2024, the presidency and the congressional seats and the Senate seats. So they're looking at ways to boost up their policy approval ratings going into next year, and it's not working, so they're trying to change course, even when the more progressive members of the caucus aren't liking what they're doing, but they have to do something. Remember, they have to do something for them to look better in the public's eye. So more than likely, that's the link there. But if you really want to tie everything in with a flow chart of the timestamps on everything, it is a little strange. The things you make you go, hmm, when we see an EAS test and then we see the announcement of trying to seal down the border from the administration that said they don't like sealing down the border just days before we see a massive attack on Israel, and now they're boosting up security here on the home front, saying that they're worried about hate, uh, hate crimes against the Jewish community. It's all very strange, and uh, whether there's a correlation or not is uh, just interesting to me. We like to connect dots on this program, and again, the things you make you go, hmm. Let's shift gears a little bit get into what's trending, shall we? What's trending today? It's definitely crazy times out there in the world. And the question is, what can we do about them? And how can we handle these issues? As a lot of people obviously turn to their faith to try and figure out the answers, or at least to feel some comfort uh, in these crazy times. And do these times have a correlation with a lot of faith that's going on in the world right now as well? Happy to have back on the program. It's been a while since we've had him on. He is the president of the Southern Evangelical Seminary, as they have a big conference coming up this weekend. We'll talk about here in just a minute, happy to have on Judge Mr. Phil Ginn. Phil, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Andy. Hope you and all your listeners are well as, oh, as well. Absolutely. Out there in the Midwest. Yeah, we are. It's 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 still warm, though. I'm still battling like almost 90-degree temperatures, and I'm not very happy about that in the middle of October. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I live up in the mountains of western North Carolina. Of course, work come to work in Charlotte, and We've had several days up there. We just had heat waves. It got up to 80 degrees a day or two uh, oh, in the mountains. I'm ready for 30 <laughs> degrees and nice and foggy. Like, I am ready for it. I'm, I'm ready for the good stuff. <laughs> uh, we've already had freeze warnings in the mountains of North Carolina. So That's come on right. Over. That's right. I'll be on, your, on my way out there. So uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot to talk about, and I know that faith plays a lot into this because right now we're seeing a – Essentially a holy war that's been going on for a long time in the Middle East with this surprise attack that happened over the weekend on Israel. Obviously, we're standing and supporting with Israel, our biggest ally in the area. And there's good reason politically, um, culturally, and even religiously why we support Israel. But this holy war really has taken up another notch here. Um, do you think that this has been a long time coming with what we're seeing right now? Oh, I Andy, it brews over there the whole time. The question is, when is the pot going to boil over? Yeah. I, I think there's lots of reasons why it's coming right now at this time, not the least of which is the disarray of, of American politics at this point in time, uh, which I think is encouraging uh, some of these ne'er-do-wells to uh, rear their ugly heads. Yeah, uh, And I don't know, Andy, whether it's a holy war or an unholy war, uh, certainly uh, the actions that we've seen uh, seem to be, in many ways, demonic. Uh, so uh, it's it's a difficult situation for the Israel nation of Israel to be in, and I think for for the world to be in. Yeah, as a matter of fact, 
It really is. I don't want to go down the uh, too down too far down the hole of prophecy, but there are some that try to say, and I love theology conversations, which is why I really enjoy this. But uh, there are a lot of, that are saying that this is just another example of the Book of Revelations, how we're getting closer to the end times, and this is just another sign of it. Do you think that's true? Uh, well, I've, I've said, Andy, before that if God doesn't break back into history and, and uh, uh, bring the rapture of the people, he'll miss a really good opportunity. So, uh, But there's been many opportunities before. This is, this is certainly, if you put these two groups of people together over there, yeah. uh, both of whom believe they, uh, they have an inherent right to the land, um, it, it's just going to break out ever so often that, that there's, I have four daughters and you, you know, when they were all four in the same room sooner or later, there's going to be a fuss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is very <laughs> true. It's just that on steroids. It is. It, it was just a long time in coming for this one. Now the good part is, is that Israel is very strong. They have one of the best militaries on the face of the earth. Their iron dome is, has been at least rock solid for the most part. Um, and now they're just saying, we're done. We're done with this. We're done with trying to fend off your missiles on a daily, nightly, hourly basis. We're done. We're going to wipe off Hamas. We're going to destroy the Palestinian government. We're going to start over to make sure that we don't have to deal with this crap any longer. And they're trying to do it as quickly and swiftly as they possibly can. If that happened, just from uh, what we're seeing and what we're speculating over there, could that actually bring some peace over there for a little while to, sh- to when Israel actually flexes their muscles and says enough is enough? Well, I think it was uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu said that this is going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. Uh, so I think the question is not so much will it get better, but how far is it going to spread? Yeah. Um, and and I, I wouldn't be surprised, Andy, to find Israel uh, crossing over into Iran. Uh, I, I just, you know, that uh, the Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, all of those are, you trace them right back to the, to Iran. And uh, until you deal with that, uh, with the head of the snake, you're not going to make a great deal of product, uh, progress in, in cutting it out. You may quieten it down for a while, but uh, that, that's where the real uh, problem lies. And, and until that's taken care of, we're, we're not going to see a lot of relief. Yeah, it's very interesting. Let's bring it to the home front here. And I, I, you and I have talked about this before because I find it fascinating that uh, as the size of government grows, we see less individuals across the nation actually turn to faith because the government's there to take care of us. Why do we have to look to a higher power in order to do that? Uh, is that still the case? Do you still see that trend? Or maybe is something like this and other disasters that we could potentially, God forbid, see um, do you think that we're going to start seeing a spike in people turning back the other direction and trying to look for comfort elsewhere? Well, you know, uh, Andy, I, I think at a very minimum, God has been sending warning signs after warning sign to America. Uh, up till now, we are not heeding them adequately. Um, and so I'm hopeful that, that with this shot across the bow, maybe, just maybe, if, if it's significant enough, it might bring some people, uh, get some attention from some people uh, ironically we have a we have a segment at our conference this weekend i was just looking at it i, I certainly want to go and the it's uh, from megan basham who is uh, works with the daily wire she is uh, she's a committed christian young lady and her topic is how leftists are infiltrating churches and ministries and co-opting them for political purposes mm. so our even our churches are not uh protected against uh, the kind of uh, incursion that we're seeing from uh, the radical left. 
Yeah, that is very true. We've talked about that with some other guests on this program as well, the infiltration of the churches. And the, it's really caused a division with many denominational churches as well, splitting off into separate branches because of the certain political stances that they're taking. That's not helping the cause right now, is it? No, and, uh, you know, the organized church in America is not necessarily Christ church. Uh, even George Barna did some work. It's been several years ago now, but he found that even in even in evangelical churches in America, probably less than fifteen percent of people who are sitting in the pews on Sunday morning actually know what they believe and why they believe it. Mm. And so there's a lot of ignorance out there about um, uh, about faith and about uh, Christianity in particular. Yeah, let's talk about your conference coming up this weekend because I think it ties right into it. Because your topic and your theme this year is steadfast. What does that promote? What are you guys talking about? Well, uh, that's been one of the, our, our talking points here at uh, Southern Evangelical uh, Seminary about being steadfast in the truth. And we have determined that we're going to be the champion not only of the church in America, but of the family. And those are the two institutions that are so uh, much under attack these days. Um, and, and so we're, we're standing uh, with them uh, to give out the warning and to, to really shore up the defenses of the Christian faith and to uh, offer a, uh, a solace for people who, who really are confused about their faith, but also to give them the ability to go back into the melee and, um, and carry the gospel to the masses. Yeah. Outside of the political stances from the church, you mentioned, you know, the, the, the messaging and the family units. Is there, do you think, a messaging shift or evolution within churches to try and appeal to people because of the so many people across the nation that have been walking away from uh, essentially um, institutionalized church? Well, I think it's a, there, there's certainly uh, potentially two movements that I see. One is the secular movement, and, and that is the same kind of thing when, that you see in, in businesses where they start shoring up their business model. Uh, and I think you'll see that with churches that they will try the the popular things in order to keep their their numbers up and their budgets met. Uh, and I think you're seeing that across the board, and as you indicated, and even in some of the major denominations that uh, in the past, if you'll pardon me, uh, the expression have not been woke, but now are going in that direction. Yeah. But Andy, I'd also think that there is another movement uh, that I believe that SES is going to be helping to lead across our nation, we've started a, uh, an initiative called, called Truth That Matters. And Truth That Matters is going to be carrying training uh, programs to um, both uh, individuals uh, or to uh, individuals and to families and to churches that will help them withstand the pressures that are coming to them and, and to really show the fallacies of what the culture is trying to say to us. Oh, I like that. Time. I like that. Phil, hang on the line. I want to continue this conversation when we come back in a minute and what's going on with the conference. If people are interested and in how they want to participate, we'll give that information out here as well. SES.edu is the website. It's Phil Ginn, Southern Evangelical Seminary. Lots more coming up here on The Voice, Voice Reason. Stay Reason here. With Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason 
with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome back into it. Last few minutes of the program here on a post-Monday celebration. Greatest day of the entire week. Let's carpe diem all over this place, baby. Just what we do. We're hanging out with Judge Phil Ginn. He is the president of the Southern Evangelical Seminary. They have their upcoming national conference this weekend, which you can find online, ses.edu slash national conference. It is the Steadfast Apologetics and Evangelism National Conference. You can go and check it out online. You can get uh, your tickets to go and enjoy all of this. They talk about being steadfast, trying to preserve the church and the family unit, which are two things that are under attack here in the nation. Uh, A lot of theology conversations being had, which I thoroughly enjoy, which is why we do this on this program. Uh, Phil, let's talk about the family unit and how important that is to maintain, because I don't know about you, but there's a correlation, at least in my eyes, between the ongoing crime rates and the ongoing homeless rates and ongoing depression and anxiety and drug addiction and all these other issues that we're seeing in the nation right now and the government scratching their heads and communities are scratching their heads wondering why this is all happening right now but it seems like there's a correlation between all of those issues and the breakdown of the family unit is that true do you think there's a correlation here well, Andy, I, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure that out, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, you know, God's plan for stability in society has always been uh, a real father and a real mother raising and nurturing their children. Um, and when we get away from that by destroying it, and, and I believe honestly that, that it has been a demonic attack on the family structure, not only in America, but all across the world. When you destroy that, then you destroy the basic fiber of your whole society. Uh, I think that's where gangs come from. If you separate young men from the responsibilities of looking after their families, then they're going to create families of their own, and, that, and that's where a lot of the gang relations come from. Yeah. Uh, they're going to look for a place that belongs. Uh, many you you may recall that I've spent uh, a little over 22 years as a trial judge in North Carolina, and I lay a lot of what's going on in this nation at the feet of men who have shirked their responsibilities of being fathers. I would say to you that 80, more than 80 percent, and and my anecdotal experience is backed up, I think, by scientific data. Uh, over 80 percent of the young people who got in trouble and who came before me in court in uh, in the court system were without the benefits of having a real father in their life. Yeah. Uh, they may they may have had a man who was their father, and he may have abused them or mistreated them, but nobody, uh, very few of them had a real father who cared for them and who looked after them and nurtured them in the way that they should go. Um, so, well, and that's almost encouraged yeah, by the government, isn't it? It's encouraged by oh, saying, yeah. don't worry, you I, don't need that. We'll just have the father pay a check and just go about your day. Uh, you know, welfare systems based on that. Uh, it's based on the young young women getting pregnant and not marrying their father uh, of their child. Uh, so I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's just uh, and and then you go with all of the uh, what I call the alphabet sex groups now and uh, transgenderism and uh, you know uh, I I'm almost seventy years old and I didn't know I could get pregnant. I, I I'm very <laughs> thankful that. Uh, that something uh, drastic didn't happen because I went without protection all these years. Well, and now I find out I could have gotten pregnant. Man, so. you learn something new every day, right? <laughs> learn something <laughs> new every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a wild world. And the fact that we've tried to confuse ourselves is not only breaking the family unit apart, but it's also affecting and, and targeting, essentially, 
the vulnerable younger generation, those that are going through the puberty, those in the middle school, those the young adults that are just beginning to rebel away from their parents. That's really who they're targeting is it's causing even a deeper divide, I think, in society when it comes to the family units and the parents not being able to communicate with their children. And I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to talk about it with this conference, but talking about all the effects between social media and the influence from society and all the other issues going on, uh, which is extremely important to have these types of conversations. Phil, if people want to get information, want to get tickets, want to go and enjoy this conference, how can they do so? Well, uh, our ticket sales have actually closed. Okay. Uh, if folks want to come in from, uh, if, if they'll contact us from Wichita, Kansas, or wherever, and want to fly in, we still got some uh, tickets that will be available at the door. Uh, your listeners can also still uh, get the program live stream uh, by going to ses.edu, and, and that's really the, the uh, uh, main event. We don't have enough uh, cameras and that sort of thing to yeah. um to do all the breakout sessions, but you can uh, you can hear the, the main uh, speakers. In addition to that, the, the main speakers are, are all going to be videotaped, and we can ship those out to uh, to folks and allow them to uh, to see and hear them at uh, their own pleasure. We, we've yeah. got some great people, uh, yeah, not you, including me. Uh, you got I, some I'm great stuff speak on Saturday morning, but uh, I love it. Phil. We've we're got uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're Hugh Ross t- is going. I, 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 yeah, I hate to cut you off. We're out of time. We're on it. We're on okay. the break here. But SES.edu, go and check it out. The conference, Phil, we appreciate it very much, my friend. Have fun, and we'll get a recap afterwards. Again, this is the Voice of Reason.